Well, hello, everybody. God bless. Welcome back again to the Bible teaching channel of A Love Outreach. My name is Dave Nelson. Today, we are going to go ahead and take a look at another chapter of Proverbs. So if you're in a position where you can do so, I really encourage you to follow along and read along with me. Today, we are in Proverbs chapter 21. If you've listened to me before as I've gone through the Proverbs, you've heard me say that there are 31 chapters of Proverbs, so pretty much one for every day of the month. And um, I highly recommend that you read this book, make it a part of your life. So much wisdom, so much to learn from, so much to grow in, so much to benefit your life in a practical sense. There's so much life applicational stuff within the book of Proverbs, and that's what we've been covering as we go through. Hey, if you like this video, you know the deal, right? Go ahead and like and subscribe and share and all that kind of stuff, but Let's go ahead and jump on into the Word of God, Proverbs chapter 21. It starts out by saying, The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Like the rivers of water, he turns it wherever he wishes. So Solomon, the writer of the Proverbs here, is most likely speaking this about himself when he says, The king's heart. He's saying, My heart is in the hand of the Lord. Like the rivers of water, he turns it wherever he wishes. And that's a place where we can be in this life as well. We can surrender our hearts to Jesus as Lord and let him guide us and direct us through this life. He is the king of kings and we are subjects in his kingdom and we are to be followers of him and obedient to his word. And when we give our heart to him, in other words, we're giving all of our being to him and we're trusting in him. And we're saying, Lord, you are in control. You direct me and you lead and you guide me by your spirit. That's what he will do. He will take it wherever he wishes. That is his will being done, right? Every way of a man is right in his own eyes but the Lord weighs the hearts. You see, and that's what matters. Let me specify that. When I talk about what the Lord's doing in your life, he's specifically doing something within your heart. We have scriptures that tell us that he who has begun a good work in us, speaking of the Lord, he who has begun a good work in us will be faithful to complete it. So he's doing a work within us. Another scripture says that it is God who works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So like we see back there in verse one, he'll direct and guide us as he wishes. And the scripture I just quoted, it's his good pleasure. It's his will being done in our lives. And if no one's ever told you this, that's what the true Christian life is all about, where you're surrendered to Jesus Christ as your Lord. In other words, he's your master. He's the one you give your all to and you follow and you walk in obedience to his commands, right? But every it says in verse two here that every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. So the Lord's looking deeper at you. you. You may think in a certain way that you're right about this or you're right about that or you got this figured out or you got that figured out, but the Lord's looking at your heart and that's where he's working in your life, okay? 
Then verse 3 says, To do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. You know, many people go through life and, and they might sacrifice their time by going to church, sacrifice their money by giving their money or doing this or doing all that. And, and they're really just doing it to dot the I's and cross the T's, as they say. But to actually live out righteousness and justice, this is better. This is what the Lord wants from us. This is how he wants us to live. That's what we see here in verse three of Proverbs 21. Then verse four says, a haughty look, a proud heart, and the plowing of the wicked are sin. What's that talking about there, a haughty look? We see that all over our society today, don't we? A haughty look, you know, a, a proud heart. Somebody that's cocky and arrogant and, you know, um, you know, they do something and they think they're all special and they beat their chest and, you know, and they act like, you know, all attention's on me, look who I am and all of that, right? But it says all of that is sin. And it says here that the plowing of the wicked is sin. In other words, the work that someone does that is wicked, even, the, even something that they're going out to do to make a living and all that, if their hearts aren't committed to the Lord, if they're not given to the Lord, well, then they're still lost in their sin. And that's the case for every one of us. If we're not committed and submitted to the Lord to follow in His way, we've not been born again of His Spirit, well, then we're still lost in our sin, okay? Verse five says, the plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty. Think about that. The plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty. In other words, it's a sure thing that if you're diligent in the way that you're living, okay? If you're diligent about the things that you do in life, about what you put your hand to and all of that kind of stuff, then it's going to prosper, but you have to be diligent. You have to stay the course. And I'm going to bring that back to faith right now and tell you that we must stay the course of faith. We must press on in the faith in the Lord. We have to be diligent about that. The second half of that verse, it says, but those of everyone who is hasty, surely to poverty. So in other words, when the, you ever heard the old saying, fools rush in, right? You don't, you don't think about things. You're not diligent in what you're doing. You're just rushing into things and it's gonna lead to your poverty, okay? So you gotta put the work in no matter what it is in your life, right? You gotta put the work in, the due diligence and all that that you need to do to, to get you know, ahead in whatever it is that you're putting your hand to, okay? So verse six says, getting treasures by a lying tongue is the fleeting fantasy of those who seek death, okay? Getting treasures by a lying tongue. We all know people like that. I've known people like that that just like, they're just bent on twisting the truth. And it seems rooted and grounded within them. They just keep lying to get ahead. Lie, they, they don't really care. They don't really care about truth and, and righteousness and justice. They don't really care about what's right in the sight of the Lord. So they lie to get what they want. Well, you've got someone, you're seeking death. You know, you're seeking just your own downfall, your own demise, okay? And someday you're gonna to have to stand before the Lord. Verse seven, the violence of the wicked will destroy them because they refuse to do justice. Another saying pops in my head, an old saying, right? Every dog has his day. 
you know? So the violence of the wicked will destroy them because they refuse to do justice. Do you get the, what's being said in this chapter so far? We've got to do what's right. We've got to walk in what is good. We've got, we do so by trusting in the Lord, by giving our heart to the Lord and letting him lead and guide us through this life, right? Verse eight says, the way of a guilty man is perverse, but as for the pure, his work is right. Okay, so it's just he's just giving us you know a contrast here between that person that's perverse in his way, that's wicked in his way, right? And you know it's just always going to be that way because they're just fixed on doing that. They're bent on doing that, right? But the pure. So how do you know a person is pure? How do you know a person is serving the Lord because his work is right? They're going to do what is right. Okay. Verse nine, better to dwell in a corner of a housetop than in a house shared with a contentious woman. So as Solomon writes this, right? And he writes it to his son and he's given his son wisdom, right? He's saying, hey, be wise on who you choose in your life as a wife, okay? And the same, of course, is gonna hold true for a woman. If you're a young woman, you're a grown woman, whatever the case may be, be wise in who you choose as your husband, okay? Because you don't want somebody that's contentious. You don't want somebody that's always starting trouble, you know, and all of that kind of stuff, always wanting to argue. It's better just to live by yourself. It's better just to be alone on a corner of a housetop, okay, is what Solomon is pointing out here. Verse 10, the soul of the wicked desires evil. His neighbor finds no favor in his eyes. So that wicked person, here we go again, they're just constantly desiring evil. From within their soul, it says, it's just within them. And his favor and his neighbor finds no favor in his eyes. In other words, he's always looking to, to do something wrong. You know, he's always looking to cause a problem. Okay, and if that's you, you happen to come upon this somehow, you can repent, you can change, you can give your heart to the Lord, okay? Verse 11 uh, when the scoffer is punished, the simple is made wise. But when the wise is instructed, he receives knowledge. Okay, so there again, another contrast. You see that throughout the book of Proverbs, right? It's telling you, here's a person that has knowledge, right? They're the ones that will receive instruction. Here's a person that is wise. They will receive, you know, um, advice and stuff like that, right? But a scoffer, is punished. And that's someone that says, oh, I don't have to listen to you. And, you know, we get a lot of teenagers like that, right? You know, you go through that. Oh, I don't have to listen to, to you and what you say and all of that. And then they get old and they wish that they did listen. Okay. So if you can read the Proverbs now, you can get wise and you don't have to make these mistakes. Verse 12, the righteous God wisely considers the house of the wicked overthrowing the wicked for their wickedness. Who does this? The righteous God. And he sees what's going on in the house of the wicked. He knows what's going on in their lives. And their day is coming. Whoever shuts his ears to the cry of the poor will also cry himself and not be heard. What's that tell you? You need to be a giver. You need to pay attention to the cries of the poor. When people, if people call out to you and you have the ability to help them, you should help them. 
Okay, a gift in secret pacifies anger and a bribe behind the back, strong wrath. That's just the way of the world. You see, not everything written in the Proverbs here is something that we should be doing. It's Solomon, again, instructing his son, saying, hey, son, pay attention to this because this is the way the world works and this is the way the Lord works and this is the way you should work. You should follow the ways of the Lord. But he's just saying, hey, there are people that take bribes. Okay. Uh, it is a joy for the, for the just to do justice, but destruction will come to the workers of iniquity. So if you're somebody that is serving the Lord, you're following the Lord, then it's going to be a joy to you to do what's right. It's going to be a joy to you to do what is good. But the, per, but the people that work iniquity, they're going to be destroyed. A man who wanders from the way of understanding will rest in the assembly of the dead. So what is the way of understanding? Proverbs been telling us this throughout, right? Get knowledge, get wisdom, get understanding. Be wise. Understand what is truth and what is lie. Okay, the lie, right? And understand these things. And don't wander away from these things. Verse 17, he who loves pleasure will be a poor man. He who loves wine and oil will not be rich. That's that party guy, right? That party gal that just wants to go out and blow all their money, you know, because they love pleasure. They're not wise. They're not using discretion. They're not doing what's right with what they have, what they've been given, because they're not acknowledging the Lord with it. They think that everything they have is for their own pleasure, and they don't realize that everything comes from the Lord. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Lord. The earth is the Lord's and all of its fullness. Verse 18, the wicked shall be a ransom for the righteous and the unfaithful for the upright. So again, that day's coming when the Lord is going to judge all things and what is right will be rewarded and what is wicked will be destroyed. Better to dwell in the wilderness than with a contentious and angry woman. So kind of similar to what we read already, right? Because he says here contentious, but now he adds the word angry. Okay, you don't want to live. It's better to be alone than to be with a woman like that or with a man like that. It's better to be alone. So again, be wise. Be wise. And if you're, you're listening to this and you're young, you're dating somebody, you're thinking about dating somebody, be wise. Seek godly counsel. Pray to the Lord. Ask Him to lead and guide you in the right path in the way that you should go with that, okay? Uh, verse 20, there is desirable treasure and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish man squanders it. So here again, talking about what you receive. When you go out and work and you receive pay, don't squander it. Don't be foolish, okay? Instead, you need to do what's right with it and, and invest it and, and use it for good. He who follows Righteousness and mercy finds life, righteousness, and honor. Doesn't get any plainer than that. If you follow righteousness and you follow mercy, 
then you'll have life, this abundant life that Jesus talks about. You'll have righteousness and you'll have honor if you're walking in the the right path. A wise man scales the city of the mighty and brings down the trusted stronghold. Okay, so we can look at certain situations. There are certain circumstances that arise in our lives and they may be a, it might seem like a, insurmountable thing that's before us, but if we're wise, we can figure out how to overcome that, how to overcome that challenge that is before us. And again, we have the ability to bring all of this before the Lord in prayer and surrender our ways to him. Whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. Boy, is that not true, right? Uh, yes, that's true. I don't know if I said that, boy, is that not true. But anyway, yes, that's true. Guard your mouth. Keep your tongue. Be wise. Think before you speak. You can avoid a lot of trouble when you do that. A proud and a haughty man, scoffer is his name, it says. He acts with arrogant pride. There again, we see that person. And we see that, I mean, you know, I'm not going to point out anything specific, but that's big in our day today. Just being proud and arrogant and loud and look at me and, you know, all of that kind of stuff, trying to draw attention to yourself, trying to get your own way and all of that kind of thing, you know. You're, you're like a scoffer because you're going against the ways of the Lord, the plans of the Lord who calls us to humble ourselves, right? We're called to be humble in the sight of the Lord. Okay, the desire of a lazy man kills him for his hands refuse to labor. So a man, a lazy man is destroyed. A lazy woman is destroyed because they sit around, they do nothing. They refuse to work. The Bible preaches, teaches against that. We need to be diligent in what we do, right? It says, speaking of that lazy person, it says he covets greedily all day long, but the righteous gives and does not spare. So that person that is righteous just says, you know, I've got, I've got enough. I've got enough to live off of and I've got enough to share because I'm diligent and I work. Okay, the lazy man doesn't have that, but he covets it. Oh, I want what that person has. How come he has it? I don't have it. Because you're sitting, sitting around doing nothing. I see people all day long walking down the street, young people capable of, of working, and they're walking, walking down the street doing nothing, you know? And, and they, they want to complain why someone else has something and they don't have something. It's because you're not putting your hand to the plow. You're not getting up. You're not working. You're not finding work. You're not doing something. And you may say, well, I can't get a job. If you can't get a job, then just do something in your neighborhood. Go out and clean up your neighborhood because it's the right thing to do and watch how you'll be blessed for doing so. The sacrifice of the wicked, it says, is an abomination. How much more when he brings it with wicked intent? In other words, whatever the, the wicked person, that evil person thinks they can do that's good, they sacrifice and they bring it, that's an abomination to the Lord. And then when they go ahead and do it with wicked intent, intent they're looking to get something out of it that's even worse okay a false witness shall perish verse 28 says but the man who hears him will speak endlessly so that's telling you what how um bad it is to be a talebearer 
a false witness shall perish. It says, but the man who hears him will speak endlessly. In other words, when you hear a false witness, how fast do we see lies spread in our society? They come to someone else and then they spread it. And pretty soon it gets plastered all over and then everyone believes it. You know, and that's because people are ignorant. They're not wise to what the truth is because they don't have the spirit of the Lord within them because they haven't committed their hearts to the Lord. Okay, verse 29, a wicked man hardens his face, but as for the upright, he establishes his way. So that's what the upright person does, gets established, gets firmly rooted and grounded in the way that is right. And we know this from the scriptures. We know that Jesus is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. That's what we're to be rooted and grounded in is, is in him. But the first part of this, verse 29 says, a wicked man hardens his face. In other words, he says, I'm not changing. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you tell me. I'm not changing. I don't want to hear it. I'm going to do it my way. That's what the Bible calls a fool. There is no wisdom or understanding or counsel against the Lord. That's something that everyone needs to learn. You can go ahead and mock. You can scoff all you want, but none of it's affecting the Lord and none of it is changing the fact of who he is, the way, the truth, and the life, the one who was and is and is to come, the Almighty. Nothing's changing that. And his counsel stands above all else and his truth will prevail plain and simple. Verse 31, the horse is prepared for the day of battle, but deliverance is of the Lord. So look, when we go through this life, there are things that we have to do. We have to be prepared to go through, right? We've got to, for example, if you're a Christian, you're a follower of Jesus, then you need to put on the full armor of God. Right, like it talks about in Ephesians chapter six, right? You need to be ready. You need to be prepared for battle. But the deliverance comes from the Lord. The victory comes from the Lord. But there is things for us to do on this side of heaven. And it applies to all of us on the earth in, in everything that we do. There's things that we have to do. There's our part. There's our role that we have to play. To play. For example, the Lord is our provider. I acknowledge the Lord for all of his provision in my life, but yet I get up and go to work. I work, I do something, right? But yet I know that my help comes from the Lord and provision comes from him. So here again, we see yet another chapter of Proverbs today, Proverbs chapter 21. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I hope this has been a blessing to you. I hope you're seeking the Lord. If you have any questions, go ahead and reach out to us. Go to our website, fill out the contact form. It's aloveoutreach.com um, or you can find us on Instagram under a love outreach and Facebook and such or you can email us at you can email me directly, dave at aloveoutreach.com. Love to answer any questions that you have that help you along in your spiritual journey, in your walk with the Lord. So thanks again for watching, and we will see you next time. God bless.